Everyone, welcome back. It's only been like a week, but I feel like it's been too long since I got to talk to you, since I got to talk to my guy, Great Dane. Dane Draper, we are back with an episode of Noel Enemy, Florida State coming fresh off a of bye week. And dude, we were talking beforehand. I feel like you're going to be bringing the heat this episode. You got stats on stats and you are just you're firing on all cylinders, buddy. Oh, my Lord. Jeez, Trey. Well, I, I you know, I'm excited to be back as well. We, we are back. Feels very good. And I'm, I'm excited to, to get into it, Trey. You're a new uncle. I'm fresh off a of bye week and I am ready to talk some Hokies. I'm ready to talk some jive turkeys, my man. And it's a, <laughs> the last time Florida State played Virginia Tech 2018. Not great. I expect this one to go a lot differently just to kind of give you an idea of what Virginia Tech is on the year. They're two and three with a win against Old Dominion in their first game of the season. And they actually just beat Pitt 38-21. to 21. And before that, three rough contests against some very middling teams. They lost to Purdue 24-17. to 17. Rutgers smacked them around by almost 20 points, 35-16. to 16. And they lost to Marshall by 38-21. to 21. Nishkeet, not great. If you want to look at the advanced stats, which I think they're by all means, they're not the gospel, but I think it just gives you kind of an idea of the quality of play S and P plus, which is Bill Connolly's ranking. They have Virginia tech is the 72nd best team in the country with the 92nd air quotes, best offense uh, and the 42nd ranked defense. So it looks like at least from the numbers, the defense, which you would expect their head coach, Brett Pry was the defensive coordinator at uh at Penn State, their current defensive coordinator Chris Marv, we know him as the as the man with a very illustrious uh, spectacle game, very always very just definitely the top racket lens crafters, always the best. He's their DC, but the stats may they may not tell the whole story, Dane, because they're kind of like a new look Virginia Tech team on offense. So, what do you think about them generally? And what do you think about the addition of? I, I think it's probably more, more most appropriate to start with uh, their new quarterback, who is a uh, a running quarterback, which is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. FSU hasn't uh, done that well against against you know dual threat quarterbacks, which I, I know every single fan is like way more familiar with um than i need to bring up but i uh, you know vt is um they're not they're, i mean you've gone over it pretty well like they're not a very good team um but they are improving and i think improving a lot and like you're saying i think uh, pretty much all of that kind of starts with their um their quarterback change to a uh, kyron drones it was um garrett wells who was like a he was a transfer from, I think, Marshall a few years ago, but he just has not been a very good quarterback. He's like a more of a pocket passing type. He's, um, I mean, he just really hasn't been very good. But uh, Kyron Drones, he's uh, a new transfer for them. He's a pretty young quarterback. He was a highly ranked guy out of high school in the 2023 class. So he's a true sophomore, but he was a, the 130th ranked player in that class. Like, he's a talented hmm. guy. Yeah. Um, he's a big kid, too. Like, Definitely runs the ball well. He's kind of like a battering ram type of guy. He's not afraid to be physical. He's got a big arm too. I mean, he's definitely talented, and and they have like a new look offense with him. Um, it's not as much of a traditional like pocket passing type deal that they had with Wells. It's it's more 
You know, they do some like triple option type stuff. They're, they incorporate the run, the quarterback run a ton. There's a kind of always that threat. And honestly, it reminds me a lot of um, of FSU in 2021 when you had Mackenzie Milton back there and the mm, offense was kind of just yeah. inept because you had like pretty below average offensive line play, I think, and you had really poor wide receivers. And then with like a kind of an immobile statue of a quarterback back there, like you didn't really take advantage of anything because there wasn't really anything to take advantage of. Like Milton was kind of seen as the guy with with more of a passing upside, um, but you didn't have the tools around him to take advantage of that. And uh, so you went with a guy like Jordan Travis, and you shifted the offense around and you got to where you could, you know, score points in your own kind of way in this new look offense. And I think that's really what they're doing with, with drones, honestly. And I think that's a good point. It's something too, when you're one and three and you just lost to Marshall by 17 points, you kind of need a spark. Now that pit team, that pit team does not look like we thought that they would, what they would look like in this season. Like to, to the point where some guys I know that are watching film are saying that Nar- they might've quit on them on Narduzzi. But like you said, man, you, you got the spark, you got the, the newer look offense. It is one of those things though. The more that they start to put that on film, it's going to become less of a shock for teams. They're going to be more and more prepared for it. But like you said, drones is a big dude, six foot two, 234 pounds. He's already second on the team with 200 rushing yards and Virginia Tech total only has six rushing touchdowns on the season. Drones has four of them. So he's a guy that you're going to have to game plan around. He's a guy that you're going to have to contain. Do you think, he, is he more of a power runner, Dane? Is he a speed guy? Does he compare with any of the other 9 million mobile quarterbacks that I feel like we faced in the first, like, four games? Yeah, I think he's definitely more of a power guy. Okay. Um, like, you know, you said, I think, 234 pounds. Like, he's... And he's, he's plenty physical. He definitely has that in his arsenal. But I also think he's athletic enough to to make a play in space or something, too. Like, he, I mean, he's a quality runner, for sure. Like, he's uh, in the last three games since they've been playing, I mean, he averages 17 design run attempts per game. And there's, I'm sure, plenty more of that that aren't him keeping it, you know, that are mm-hmm. him pitching it out or giving the ball. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's definitely dynamic. Uh, he's got a big arm, like I said. I mean, he can do a lot of things. Yeah, and I think it just opens up – it's opened up the run game a lot for them, which was really – I mean, another similarity to that 2021 FSU team, like with Milton, FSU couldn't run the ball at all. No. And then they they get Jordan Travis in there and the threat of his legs and his own uh, capability of running the ball himself, like in just being a talented runner, you know, like really sparked that run game. And it's totally done that for them too. What about the guys surrounding him, the skill positions, any like the running back? Obviously, if they're going to be incorporating a lot of triple option concepts, how dangerous is the running back? I think it's what's uh, by Shul Tutin, I think is yeah. the starting running back, uh, 5'11, 205, decent size. Anybody in the running back room scare you or, or, or like the wide receivers, just the skill in general? What type of level of skill are we talking about on this VT team? It's, it's not good. Um, okay, good. I'd like to good. hear that. But this guy, uh, yeah, Boschel Tutin, he's he's the running back. Um, he's pro- I think he's probably the best player on their offense, which when it's your running back, it's like that's not that includes the quarterback I mean, though. You, you include I think him. so. Yeah, okay. I mean, Drones is definitely talented, but he's also really young, and this is like his his fourth game as a starter in college. You know, I I don't want to put too much stock into that. And he hasn't sure. been. I mean, talking about like the downsides of Drones, like he hasn't been super accurate in general he doesn't really throw um 
downfield very much at all. Like part of this new look they have is, is just a ton of short game. Um, and like I said, he has a big arm, but he hasn't really hit deep balls either. I think it was, uh, I think he's thrown like 16 deep passes so far and completed like two. Yeah, he's um, his completion percentage is like 56.4, so very pedestrian. Yeah. So it's yeah. not something to where I don't think there's going to be a lot of stress on the FSU secondary from a coverage perspective in this game. Now they're going to have to be forced to tackle him, which I thought the defense responded pretty pretty well in that second half against Clemson against if there's going to be an offense in the country that really stresses your secondary to tackle and play with like nice sound form. Uh, it's the Clemson offense with how they get their, their, their receivers, their running backs, even Klubnik himself getting the ball off quickly. And I thought that they responded really well in that second half. And I think that's something that they could play off of. Um, what about their receivers? Obviously running back, very talented. Like you said, he's a four, 300 yards on the season, 4.2 yards per rush. So pretty good, but you wouldn't really expect eye popping numbers from the 72nd best team in the country. Anyway, what about the receivers? Anybody that's going to test Renardo green, Fentrell Cypress, AZ Thomas, you think? Probably not. Like it's definitely not a team that pops out as, as someone that should. And like FSU is a team with really good cornerback play, I think. Um, like relative to the conference, especially sure. and this isn't a team that's like an above average group at all. I think if anything, they're, they're definitely a below average, um, which might even be another reason. It's probably another reason why drones hasn't been super efficient as a passer. But, um, but if there is a guy, I think it is, is Daquan Felton. He's okay. kind of, he's probably the most talented pass catcher. He's like a guy out wide for them. Um, he, I talked to, people that would know BT and um, subscribe to me is inconsistent. Like he's definitely someone that can, I don't know, do something flashy and, and impress you a little. Um, but then like, you know, drop a, a wide open pass the next play or something like FSU's familiar with that, but he's a guy like that. Um, some little stats like a, to the last three games, he's had over 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, so he's been pretty productive and, the last three games is kind of what I'm going off on for a lot of these offensive stats. A lot of those offensive notes I have because that's when they made the change and things kind of picked up. Sounds like it's going to be a tough road to hoe for Virginia Tech. They don't get a lot of explosives through the passing game with an inconsistent quarterback who has good athletic ability surrounded by a receiver core that's also inconsistent. It sounds like if they're going to score, it's going to be explosive runs and a unit that's going to help them maybe get those, hopefully not. How's the Virginia Tech offensive line? A lot of comparisons to 2021 Florida State so far. We know how that offensive line was. Do is it a similar unit there? Can we keep the comparisons going? Yeah, I think I oh, feel God, like I remember this. I <laughs> well, I think I remember that line not being like so terrible because Alex Atkins is a mastermind and, and it wasn't so bad. Like he turned a pretty below average talented they played minutes. above their talent level for yeah. sure and a lot of that was jordan travis and a lot of that man that scheme that's where the original show that adam and kevin i get the triple option kind of got their namesake because they went full bore because it was the only thing yeah. that would work so does vt scheme around a like a middling offensive line the same way i mean i think they're going to try to but i don't think that I don't think this VT offensive line is as good as FSU's 2021 offensive line. Oh, I no. Really I mean, oh, yes, but oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're really bad. They're generally really, really young. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but I think like two or a three, two or three of their offensive starters or offensive line starters are freshmen, which is really bad. And they have a right tackle who talking to 
a VT source is like, <laughs> Oh, we want to keep that. We want to keep that on the download though. Yeah. He described, um, their right tackle Parker Clements as, as just a, a pretty bad player. Like he's someone that you think like, um, if Jared Verse can get on, um, like that type of mismatch is just going to be uh, the most significant of anywhere on the field, probably. Like I, this I, guy is not a very good player, and having defensive ends like you has should really. Eat. I always like doing the show with you, Dane, because I always try to find like, like the be- like Florida State's like most advantageous matchup, and I think we might have stumbled onto it right now because that Virginia Tech offensive line uh, has allowed twelve sacks, so that's two point four per game, eighty seventh in the nation, and thirty four tackles for loss, so almost seventh like almost seven per game, 105th in the nation. This is going to be the game where Verse and Peyton, I think, are really going to pop off the page, if if not so much in sacks because the kid is the kid is mobile. I do think that there's going to be more than there has been. I think that Peyton and Verse, particularly Jared Verse, has become a force in that run game, getting like racking up tackles for loss. This is going to be one of those NFL draft highlight reel games for them. And I think you can kind of, I think you can kind of book it, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's Florida State's really good after a bye week against some 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 young pups. That I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Hokies, but I still remember 2018, so I'm not really that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Any other X factors on offense or anything like that? It just seems honestly, dude, pretty putrid outside the the quarterback and the running back. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel too. Like, like I think if this, if they, think if they did have a competent offensive line, if they were experienced enough and mm-hmm. and decent enough, they could be like average for the conference, and they might have like a legitimately decent offense or like a capable offense to score points and that you have to worry about in the run game. But they like against FSU's defensive line, like you're saying, that's just not. I feel like this is the kind of game that they just shouldn't really score points, even though they can have a, a decent scheme. It's kind of like, I mean, we keep drawing these comparisons. That's I like it though. Nobody scheme. else has said it yet. You keep, well, you keep doing this comparison. I like it. We're first on this. <laughs> we are, we are. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly who, but I remember whenever FSU would play a good defensive line that year, it was like, all right, the scheme is fun, but if they can't run the ball, then they're not going to be able to move. And um, and that's going to be dependent on if you play a really good defensive line because you just won't be able to block them. And that's what this game should be, absolutely. You can only scheme around your personnel so far. At some point, to have a winning opportunity or even an opportunity to score consistently, you're going to have to win some one-on-ones. That ain't happening with their offensive line against our defensive line. And you're right. when some, in the, in the, Especially in like the obvious like passing downs or obvious like running situations, like a third and two, fourth and one, FSU would get dominated in those obvious running downs and it's, it's going to happen here and it's going to make, I, I just want to build momentum off that second half of Clemson, man. We talked about it in that Clemson film review. Like they did some things outside of the blitzing 40% that I thought were very interesting, particularly from the secondary side made club Nick's life. So like his life a lot harder. I want to continue to see them do that. And this is a great team for them to do that against. Let's move on the other side of the ball. <clears throat> Their defense is better. They're allowing, as far as like yards per game, they're 41st in the nation in yards per game allowed, 335 per. Um, actually, which is going to be interesting for a Florida State unit that is really, I think, really looking to get an identity in the run game, man. Because what they've been doing in years past, teams are prepared for it, and they really have it on lockdown so far. But this Virginia Tech defense, even though it's much better in their offense, 
They're actually a better pass defense unit than a run defense unit. They're 10th in the nation in passing yards allowed per game at like 158, but they're giving up about 178 rushing yards on the ground, which is 107th in the nation per the stats of the sparkling Christopher Knee, who I, if you have not read his 247, do that. That is where I ape all of my stats from. I am not smart, nor am I prepared. I just read the article and I let Dane say other smart stuff. So, hey, what do we think about the VT defense? Any any comments on the structure of it as a whole, stuff that they like to do that may give FSU fits, may play well into our game? And then after that, let's start up front and work our way back. Um, I don't know exactly what they run, to be honest. I haven't really looked into that, which is whatever. I think they run a 4-3. But... Um... But <laughs> whatever, whatever, Trey. I'm um, with you, dude. That's We're for more, Kev, man. Come on. That's not oh, good. That's the other. That's the other. That's the other brother. We got all our bases covered. We're just, you know, it's money ball out here. No. Subscribe to Knowles 24-7. You will get all of the things that you need. Maybe not necessarily in one podcast or video, but under the umbrella. We got you covered. So exactly. talk to me about the actual individual talent. What about the defensive line? They got a transfer from Florida, Antoine Powell, Ryland Jr., he of the hyphenated last name. Anybody on that on that Virginia Tech defensive line that's a little troubling? Yeah, I think their defensive line is pretty talented, and that's not really telling in the stats because, uh, you know, again, they run defense has been their, their weakness by a lot. Like, I mean, a huge yeah, they, they've split. Really, They've really struggled to stop the run, but that's not really due to the defensive line. They're pretty talented there, and they've had some guys really step up. I think it's definitely been more to do with the uh, like the linebacker play and the safety play um, has been uh, like undisciplined, I guess. And um, they really struggled in run fits and that sort of thing. Okay. Like Kev talked about that really well, I thought in his video, um, especially against like outside zone and sort of things like that, which is definitely an FSU's arsenal you know but on the defensive line you have uh some notable guys you mentioned anton powell ryland he's been the most productive guy uh for them on the edge his defensive end there he's three sacks in the year and pff has him at a uh an 80.7 pass rush grade on the year which is that's pretty a good high. grade that's a good grade definitely um and then you have you have another guy like uh well, they're two main inside guys they're two main defensive tackles um Felders Payne and Norlin or Norrell Pollard. Um, both of those guys have also graded out really well on, on PFF. Uh, Felders Payne is kind of interesting to me. He's, he's an 87.6 defensive grade on the year, like super high. That's borderline elite. Yeah. Um, he has four sacks in the year too. Uh, and both of those came in the last two games. He also has four quarterback hurries that all came in the last two games. Like he's been insane in the last two games, which is pretty crazy to me. What did you did you see a a, a difference in the quality of play, or was it? I mean, they played Marshall and then a Pitt team that is on. It, it feels like they're in a spiral. I think they just moved Jerkovic to like tight end, dude. Like I don't know if Narduzzi's <laughs> got eyes on Michigan State, but Pitt is really garbage. Yeah. So do, we, do we think it's is is it is the kid just? I mean, he's a redshirt senior, so he's played a ton of football. What do we th- do? We think it's a level of competition that's making him look like, like a star. Uh, maybe, but he also he also came off an Achilles injury, and I think oh, getting healthy from that yeah. has played a big factor. But th- I think this is the first time in his career he's really been like a, a legit defensive tackle, because he ori- uh, initially transferred in as an out like an outside linebacker, defensive end type type build type sure. uh, guy from Nebraska. 
And um, and he had that Achilles injury, put on a ton of weight, and then um, they just like moved him inside. <laughs> and then uh, through four games, or for the first the first uh, like three games, I don't think he did a whole lot. I mean, he didn't. I'm looking at it, but in the last two games, he's been just pretty nuts. Like I said, he had an 87.6 grade on the on the year, but if you yeah. just look at his last two games against Marshall, he had an 89.5 defensive grade, and then against Pitt, he had a 79.5. Which, I mean, that's like both of those are very very good. In a pass rush grade, both of them are are uh, it's eighty eight and eighty four respectively. I'm like not gonna I'm not gonna say that that worries me, Dane. No, I will yeah. say that I haven't been totally impressed with the quality of the interior of the play of both guards. And then Murray Smith, he's been he's been banged up, and he's he's a warrior trying to get out there as much as possible. But having a guy that can affect that has a good interior pass rush presence, we know having a guy like Braden Fisk on our team. That could short circuit some Florida State drives. They don't plan for that accordingly. It'll be interesting to see if they are going to be kind of be able to penetrate the interior of that Florida State offensive line Um, because they've got the guys. Like They've got some guys. That's very impressive what you said to me. And Florida State, it's not so much like the the space-eating guys that always give me a little bit of trepidation. It's those interior slasher or disruptor types that can really – for for an offense that I think to find rhythm really needs to have success on early downs, particularly first, they can kind of put you they can kind of put you in a bind by making it like second and fourteen, third and twelve, just some just some downs where Florida State's an offense that has been I don't want to say over reliant on the vertical passing game, but it just disrupts the rhythm. Florida State's a rhythm team, and we haven't seen them in rhythm on offense a whole lot. So keep an eye out for that. I was that was very good stats on the bank kid. I didn't know any of that. Their linebackers, undisciplined. You said how how do they do they communicate well with the secondary? Historically, Virginia Tech under like Bud Foster and uh, uh, Beamer with the neck thing, they've always had a good defense, good good cornerback. Good cornerback play. How's the back end of Virginia Tech's defense? <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, yeah, the, the linebackers uh, have have like I was saying they they haven't been great. I think they've been a big issue in the run game and just like kind of general liabilities. I think they're pretty undersized generally, um, and that's that's probably an issue in that in that facet too. But sure, absolutely. Like referencing Kev's video, he he does note the linebackers and like them just kind of being lost it seems and a lot of these run plays and that's i don't know that's 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 interesting i wonder if if they can it, that's something you can probably improve on as the season goes and i think you know they're going to need a lot of improvement in that to to stop FSU's run game i mean if this this is the kind of game where FSU really needs to you know air quote like establish the run you know like you pose their to will that. pound yeah. the rock yeah this is the kind of game where you should um you should move these guys around enough, but also be able to like run your scheme and, and hit some explosives and Trey Benson should have a big game. I feel like that sort of stuff. I'm just shocked to hear that a, that a unit coordinated by Chris Marvis, poor linebacker play. I'm just absolutely shocked. Um, just, just wiping the, wiping the shocked perspiration off my very cool spectacles. All right. What about the, we know Florida state right now, the bread and butter for the first four games of the year has been their two just Titans on the outside, Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman. They're going to be able to Virginia. How's Virginia tech secondary going to be able to handle that? They've done well in the passing game defense, but they haven't played any guys like this. 
Yeah, yeah. I think they have some of the more talented guys for sure in the secondary. Um, Monsoor Delane is kind of oh, I like that like, name. Kind of like the main guy, I feel like back there somewhat. Uh, probably the most talented guy they have. He's a corner for them, or he's been a corner for them. But last game, um, they moved him to safety because they've kind of struggled so much at safety. I think, and um, and, and they they were better. I mean, they they blew out Pitt, so so good job there. Um, <laughs> but, but Delane, he he was a freshman last year. He was a freshman All American. So definitely a talented guy opposite of him. If he does move back to corner, he probably will. I mean, he's normally a corner and they are, I mean, you, you need some good corners against FSU. Like for that's sure what this team does <laughs> at this point. Um, but opposite of Delane is Dorian strong. He's another, like another pretty good player. Uh, I was told he has some NFL upside. So definitely a talented guy. I think those could be two of the more talented guys in the whole defense really. I think, and then, yeah. Oh, and go say, ahead. I was gonna say safety is just isn't hasn't been a strength for them at all, and they're really thin there. I mean, they moved their best DB to play safety, even though he's been a really good corner all year because they've they've been so bad there. So, I if you can like, take advantage of that, that'd be great. Uh, with with the run fit issues, with the linebacker issues, with what you said about where the talent's concentrated on the Virginia Tech defense, which is playing pretty good compared to i guess the the level of play of the rest of the team feels like it's a big game for florida state's running backs tight ends and maybe the slot guys take advantage of that poor linebacker play think back in your way back machine to two years ago how florida state would just get brutalized in the slot when they could get matchup problem thinking of the one kid He's got some dumb like a lacrosse player name for NC State. Thayer Thomas, right? Thayer just, Thomas, yeah, just, yeah. You know what I'm frat shag and everything, I'm sure. I'm being very stereotypical <laughs> to my people. But you know what I'm saying, right? Why can't Florida State do that? This is a matchup-based offense. Get some matchups on some on some linebackers that are struggling right now. Get Trey Benson out there. Could be a big game for Toa Philly. Jaheim Bell, dude. If Clemson didn't have an all-world linebacker unit, I thought that kid played really hard against Clemson. The tackles that like Barrett Carter and those guys were making against him at Clemson, Virginia Tech's linebackers are not going to be able to tackle him like that. This could be a very big game. To It could be like the elixir for all the things that Florida State fans have been mentioning. You haven't got the run game going. You haven't really established a running game identity. They're not happy with the amount you're working in the middle of the field it sounds like this could be the game where that happens. Dane, let's get into final thoughts, predictions, things of that nature. You're the smart one, so I'll go first. I love the mismatch of Florida State's defensive line against that Virginia Tech offensive line. You said 2021 FSU quite a bit, and it's making me feel real good about my total prediction. I do think Virginia Tech's defense, is they'll get some penetration on the interior, I would say possibly a sack or two, but Jordan Travis is still his escapability is up there top notch. So I think there will be a couple drives short circuited, but this is the one where Florida state there's going to be, I don't want to say a pivot, but it's going to look nice. It's going to look good. I'm encouraged with what I've heard coming out of practice. The run game will be established. I think Jaheim Bell has a monster game. Wilson, Wilson and or Coleman will get basically what they want. And Florida state's offense is going to have rhythm. They're going to look good. And I do think we are going to see the backup quarterback in the game by the fourth quarter. Virginia tech will get, they'll break a couple runs. Cause 
running quarterback's always going to break a couple runs, but not as many as before because I do think the defense is going to ride a little bit of the Clemson momentum. I take the Knowles 45-17 over to Jive Turkeys. Very just dominant cruise control performance and maybe Florida State because it doesn't matter if you win close games against good teams. Maybe if you beat the crap out of a bad team, we'll go back up in the rankings because that's how it works and that's how you get momentum now. I don't know, but I feel I think Florida State fans are going to be feeling pretty good on Saturday night. What about you? I like it, Trey. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think they probably should get what they want on offense, and I that's you know that's feasible for sure. And after a bye week, I think that's that's what you probably should see. You should see improvement with the rhythm and just general output of the offense. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 42. Okay. To to 10. That would be nice. Keep keep, just like the just barely breaking double digits, right? That would be nice if they could a running quarterback that's got a little bit of a spark, a little bit of momentum. They know they kind of stink anyway, so they're going to be playing for everything against Florida State. You hold them to 10 while dropping six touchdowns. I feel pretty good about that on a conference opponent that really smacked you around and embarrassed you five years ago the last time you played. Yeah, yeah. I think if I think if you play the way you should on defense, if you play de- uh, discipline, you know, and you come out with the right intensity that I, I would expect FSU does, you know, back in Doak, I think you just shouldn't let this offense move a whole lot. And uh, it, it being a running team, FSU probably being able to run the ball pretty well in this game, you know, maybe you get out, maybe you get out pretty quickly. I don't know, but um, yeah, I I, just, I, I have some optimism that FSU can really limit this offense, which has seen, you know, a lot of improvement. And I'm going to tell you, dude, for, for like three thirty game against a two and three middling squad. I think that environment's going to kick ass. I think the Florida state fans are going to show up. Doke is ready to see that team. They have not played at home in like what, three weeks Southern miss. It's their only their second true road game of the entire year. Doke's going to be a fun environment. I think they're going to pound the crap out of VT. And I can't wait to talk about it with you guys after the fact on Knowles247.com. If you're a subscriber, if you're not, you're a third-class citizen, and I don't respect you. So subscribe to the website because we work really, really hard. We really do. Not me. I'm a slacker. But Dane works so hard. The guys work so hard, and we got a great deal right now. Subscribe to the website. We love you. Go Knowles. For Dane, I'm Trey. Know thy enemy. We're here every week. Go to Knowles247.com. Big recruiting weekend for all the news and notes. And uh, keep chopping. We love you.